Good day. It's the best day of the week. Great day to be alive. Great day to get better. I'm KL Frierson, and I have uh, some special guests with me today. Um, I said it earlier. These are my first bosses. Uh, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. You know you're messing with the wrong ones. Now watch out. Keep talking, I'ma give you some. Just keep running and running and running. Outside of celebrating their 45th wedding anniversary, um, I'll let you all introduce yourself. I said, Mom and Dad. So let the listeners know who you wonderful people that I've grown to know and love. Oh, 37, almost 37 years of my life. So um, we can start off with the the queen, queen mother. Y'all, y'all have heard her before on the show. Hi, I'm Delaney K. Walker Frierson, Kelvin's mother. The greatest of all time. Daddy. Hello, I'm W.J. Frierson Sr., Kelvin's father. The greatest okay. of all time. <laughs> and welcome to uh, We Are More Than the Podcast. How y'all doing today? We're good. <laughs> Very good. 45 years in the game. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Again. Thank you. Um, How? <laughs> I'm jumping right into it with both feet. Um, how how were you guys able to make it to 45 years? Well, the first thing, it all, it's always with us is from a spiritual perspective, and that is the first order of things, is that um, we first met each other, we became friends, then we fell in love. And... Um, we didn't overanalyze the situation. We just took the situation that both of us prayed unknowingly for a mate. We prayed for a mate. And then when God sent us the mate, or at least sent me the mate, uh, I knew I knew she was the one for me. So uh, rather than uh, adjusting to her, I adjusted what God wanted me to be, hmm. kind of man that I should be in order to receive the gift that God gave me, and and we went from there. But it's been a blessing for 45 years. And marriage has always been fresh, and um, and like everything, we have differences. I don't call them ups and downs, because differences, and there's a difference, there's always a standard. Okay. Rather than, rather than us, um, working or pacifying the differences, we always referred back to the standard. That makes both of us go back to the same place and examine where, where the wheels went off, went wrong, or where we ran off uh, to. Oh, well put. Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I'm so glad for that word because we didn't have all the craziness that you all have. We didn't. You, you're right, honey. We didn't overanalyze. We, we, WG told me that um, divorce was not an option, uh, that his family did not divorce. Okay, that was, that was interesting to me. 
Um, I received it just like that because my mom and dad did divorce. They divorced when I was nine years old. And back during our day, um, maybe we lived blindly, which was not a bad idea. Right. Um, because, you know, I didn't I didn't figure out or try to figure out why my mom and dad divorced. My mom said, you know, stay in a child's place. This has nothing to do with you. This is between your dad and me. Um, don't be disrespectful to him. Don't ever burn the bridges that brought you over. So their business was their business. I didn't try to figure out. Well, does my daddy love me? And I didn't. We didn't. I didn't even have sense enough to go through all of that. I just when I saw him, I loved him. Uh, if I needed something, I asked, and I kept it moving. Uh, so did I see? Um, a perfect marriage during my day or a marriage that I would want to have. Hmm. Well, I saw some things I didn't want. Okay. Yeah. Like um, my dad had a light hand. He liked hitting. Um, so I said as a child, no man's going to hit me. Um, and that was the end of that. That, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want it. It didn't happen. Um, I didn't try to replace my husband, um, thinking that he would be my dad. I didn't even have sense enough to even think thoughts like that. He was just, we t- we talked. Communication oh, yeah. was key. Um, back during our day, before all of this free minutes and all of these things that you all have <laughs> we paid ma bell a whole lot of money just to breathe in each other's ear and say nothing right a long time. we had some horrific telephone um bills back in the day um but we talked to each other and um we did we set a standard remember honey mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't call them deal breakers because that wasn't coined a phrase back then, but there were just certain things that we said that we weren't going to put up with, you know, and, and we all, we understood, you know, each other in that. And we respected one another. We didn't try to go um, and test the water. You know, he said, don't ever curse at me. Don't ever call me out of my name. Okay. Just that simple. Just that simple. Just, Just that, that simple. simple. And we honored that. Right. So 45 years later, we've honored that. You know, and my deal breakers were, it didn't happen to me, but, you know, you see things. I'm like, well, look, um, if you cheat on me, have the, the, the trick understand that she's not going to call my house with foolishness. You better keep her hidden. Keep her hidden. I will make your life a miserable. I got you. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said to him, you know, that because, you know, I back then we grew up knowing that infidelity was almost like breathing, but I wasn't going to put up with disrespect. Now, was I giving him permission to be unfaithful? No. I was telling him what I wasn't putting up with. I got you. You know, and, and so I remember saying, um, you can never, ever inappropriately touch our children. That's right. And I remember saying, and if you go there, if you, if you even think about having a relationship with another man, 
I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> was not an option. <laughs> right. You know. Was I, not even an interest, interested in it. Right. I got you. Right. So I tell a lot of people, um, there's a few things that I tell them that, um, cause you know, we had this conversation dad years ago when I was studying love from biblical standards, from mm-hmm. the secular world, the four different loves. And once I was done with it, then I learned about these love languages, which hogwash they're mm-hmm. not, but anywho, um, that I tell them that you all are the closest that I've seen to agape love between people. Mm. And I say that because I knew that you and I talked, Mom, when you were like, with another man, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Like the the conditions that, that lied within love. But for the most part, would you say that there's outside of the, uh, what did you all just call them? The standards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there were conditions to where, you know, there was no forgiveness. There was no you know, areas that if one stepped outside of that, there's just no points of return other than the the baselines that you all established? Yeah. Or would you all say that you all are close to agape love with one another? <laughs> I think I think agape love is a um um is a standard or is a um uh a point that everybody would love to meet. Okay. Want to meet. I don't ever think you get there. Okay. Because if you ever got there, then it would not be any use to have the boundaries there gotcha. to me. So it's it's a it's a living organism. Okay, you know, it's something to constantly uh, like marriage. You got it's an everyday working thing to do. Okay, you know, um, and we often joke when we say we try to outlove each other. Okay, you know, even when we're mad with each other, and we do get upset with each other from time to time. Um, but, um, it is, it is, it is, it's something that you, ha- you have to constantly work at, you know, I, I tell folks if, um, if, if I, if, because I love her, there's not much I won't do for her, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm constantly trying to find ways to love her, you know? And, and so I think she has the same heart set for me. She's constantly trying to find ways to love me. Where where does disruption come? If if both of us have the same mindset, I'm trying to love you, you trying to love me. There's not a whole lot of room to, to, for confusion, disagreement, uh, cheating, lying to crawl in between. Okay, you know because you're constantly giving each other, and that's what you have to do. You have to have that kind of mindset, in my opinion. Um, you know, and it's and it's biblical. God loves us because He loves us, right? You know, and it's unconditional. And then He forgives us when we mess up, you know. Um, but you you don't go out there with the the mindset to mess up, right? You know, that that one passage in Paul says, uh, "Should I sin, that I get more grace, that right. grace may abound." Absolutely not. You ain't sending to get grace. Right. Grace is already there. That's that's the base. That's the floor. Right. It's already there. So why would I send to get more of it? Why not act act better 
so that it could continue to build up. You know, so if I need it, not because I need it, but if I need it, mm-hmm. then it'll be there for me, you know. And then in order to um, entrust, I trust them. With every dime I got, which is one of the most valuable things from from a um, carnal perspective, she'll tell you, I, I trust them. You know, and and I worked at, at a point in my life, I worked rotating shifts. And, and at, some, at one point, I was working seven days a week. You know, so I didn't see her sometimes for two weeks. Sheesh. Didn't see you all for for two weeks. In being married, you all didn't see each other for two weeks. That's right. Because when she was gone, I was just getting home. And when she came home, I was going back to work. Okay. You know, and I worked seven straight days. You know, so and when, when you look at it from that, I got to trust her. Right. You know, I can't sit here 60 miles away. Thinking about, oh, is she cheating on me tonight? Who is she talking to on the phone? You know, those kinds of things. And no, no, no. I, I didn't have nobody watch my house. I didn't have nobody do any of those things because we had the kind of relationship that I trust her. I got you. That's awesome. Ah, see, that's the wink. Yeah. <laughs> I see you, mama. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's up. Now, 22 and 23 mm-hmm. was the ages you all got married at. Right. Yes. How was that, Mama? I don't know. We've had conversations. Let's bring it to We, more, we Are More Than the podcast. Um, Even the, because, uh, I mean, you guys grew up together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the, the, only, the only issue, our first five years were crazy because um, I was crazy. I was crazy because I was, I was not, I was, I'm from Houston, Texas. WJ's from Alkaloo, South Carolina. We got married and I don't understand that. <laughs> and well, I, I'll let you have it. Oh, gee. It's it's you know, it's it's not apples and apples at by by any standard. We are wait, um, wait can, 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 can I interrupt her yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna let you bring your thought in. But what 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 are the commonalities? We both, from, we both came from um, from humble beginnings. Yes. Uh, around my house, we had uh, dogs and cows and pigs and hogs. What was around your house? Well, I lived in a different kind of a community. No, no, no. no. What was around but your we house? Did, yeah, but my mama uh, <laughs> subsidized her $25 a week income with... Um, Chickens and cows and pigs. In the freezer, or were they around your house? They were in the back of backyard. You're of in my, your house. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. And you lived in where? What part of Texas? Houston. In the city limits. Yes. Oh, and I was raised in the city limits of Alcaloo. Oh, <laughs> my point exactly. <laughs> I guess what, uh, one different, of the differences is that they can find Houston on the map. We can't find Alcohol. Different, <laughs> different. I, you know, I think it would be hard to find a divorced person um, in Alcohol, even though they did things that, you know, everybody else does. Yeah. But Well, going the, on the days of having a family and then leaving 11 miles away with another family. Yeah. Social media. Thanks a lot. Mm. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it, but it, it, he he's he's just, he's picking at me. But it was it was different. The culture was different. I grew up in Houston, Texas, where the code of um, my existence was to mind your own business. Y'all did that. Oh yeah, we didn't go nah, around running out. That was to- Houston. Yeah, that was totally different from what I when I came here. People wanted to know who you were, where you were from, and all. You know, it was just it was different. Um, and then I was very insecure because um, before they coined the phrase stalking, I'm trying to keep this clean. Young ladies would um, follow me in the grocery store trying to see who is this that WJ brought back here from Texas? What makes her so special? You know, so they would they would follow me in their buckets, but they wouldn't say anything, you know, derogative. And I was ready. I was ready to take a can of green beans or whatever and smash them in the head if they had bothered me. But, you know, uh, it was just, it was different because I'm sure had the shoe been on the other you know, had he been in Texas, nobody nobody would bother him. You right. know, um, I had to um, make the approval over some years of his his choice uh, for his from you know his family had to approve of me, which was really crazy from the where I stood, where I sat. My folks rolled out the red carpet for WJ. They loved him. They loved him so much that. When he we would go home, it was all about what he wanted to eat and 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 everything you know evolved around him. That's the kind of family. Um, so that that minding your own business, my mom, if you love him, we love him. You know, kind of a thing. His family was interesting. Um, they were interesting, but we muddled through it. You know, the first five years I was so insecure. You know, it's a blessing that he was so. Um, call, I guess I don't know how he felt inside, but I, I know I, I I stretched every emotion I think I could, you know, from him because, for example, if he got home late, five minutes we talking about five minutes. Late. I would what? just be totally cuckoo because I'm thinking he's with the old old chick that they would reference being ugly. In my family, you couldn't re- you couldn't reference um, uh, a. A, a, a past of a of a relative. Right. I was an only child, but I had I remember one time I had a cousin, and his his wife was picking. I'm a I'm a young girl. I'm an adolescent. Tell me all about um my husband's. I'm not gonna call her name. My husband's um exes. I'm stupid, you know. I said, well, they're, you know, all I said was, well, they're, you know, the ones, the one I met was very nice, you know. I don't know anything, but I, you know, I was very guarded, but I was, well, that flipped to, um, she started telling him that I was talking about his exes, which I was not, right? You know, and so my mama had a conversation on my behind because you don't talk about things that don't concern you. So that's how I grew up. So to have people come at me with all kinds of interesting behaviors, it was it was it was culture shock. I got you. You know, and what people in the in the south in the shown up south, because I'm Southwest, but in the shown up south, a little small town, what they don't know, they make up. Aww. And then when you're young and you're 22 years old, you know, you you 
you, number one, you don't want them to know, but you're, you're, you're nervous, you're scared, you know, you don't have your people, you know, and you, 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 you're constantly just ready to strike, you know, you like that rattler, you just, you just, you know, but I had to grow up, I had to finally, I, I started making my own self sick with being so insecure until I finally said, okay, God, you did this. And then I, rem I reminded myself and him before I even knew the scripture says, you know, put me in remembrance of my word. Right. But I reminded him, I said, you know what? You brought this union together. I trust you. Because he wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. He would just come home. He didn't know if he could get in the Why house. Come on, man. You know, um, or anything. But I was, but I was, yeah, I was young. Cheers behind the doors, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Five minutes late. And then I had to remind her. I said, you know what? Um, I left Alkalu and went some eighteen hundred miles away to get her. Right. You know, I went and found her. Right. Eighteen hundred miles away, roughly. You know, so I could have stayed here and and uh, selected someone from here. Not that I'm that greater looking guy. I got that many choices. I mean, but that was I knew what I prayed for. I knew who God sent me, and I was not about to mess that up. I feared God more than I feared man, right. you know, even in my younger years. And so, and I have to remind her, I went 1,800 miles to get you. If I, I could have left you in Houston, you'd have never found your way to Alphalo. This is true. You know, I had to tell her that. The other difference. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was saying, you know, so, uh, and I was trying to keep her calm and at ease about her uh, um, insecurities as it relate, re related to me. Now, she's gorgeous. Ain't no fans and butts about it. Everybody wanted to know, how did you catch that one? Must have been the guys because the girls were like, "Yeah, naturally, you did why good. We want no you did good. You so married, you know, because he was the favorite son, you know, Mr. Football Star and Mr. OJ, nice. He was the he was the prom the prom. Yeah, you know, Juice, you can't bend with anything. Juice. Yeah, he was the prom king. You know, in other words, a parents. You know what? As I opened my eyes from in those five years, parents wanted him to take their daughter to the prom because they were just sure that he would not defile them, that he would not mess over them, that he would not do anything. Well, reputation. Yeah, so he had a very good reputation. But see, you know, you get to see a lot of crazy. So I guess, all right, so what I'm saying to the young women, do not um, allow uh, uh, cray cray to get into your spirit, you know. Um, and, and they would say things, it was true, but you know, the devil is so busy. Oh, you did, you did real good. You know, you did really, really good. And then later on, as I started maturing, I was like, yeah, I did. And he Not did. Not as good he as did. I did. Yeah, he uh, did. He I did, did real outstanding. Good. Yeah, he you know, did real good. You I know? did outstanding. But that was envy and jealousy speaking. A little peach-eyed, skinny girl from uh, Houston, Texas with... Pigs in the yard and cows and <laughs> they horses in the yard and mama shooting a thirty-eight. Yeah. So naturally, when I went to Houston, her mama was my best girl. <laughs> I wasn't. Daddy didn't raise no food, so, you know. So let me ask this question: Who saw who first? I was calling a baby in college. 
My my major was physical education. Okay. And she went to Prairie View A and M. Okay. And I went to Texas College, which was in Tyler, Texas, probably three three hundred miles away. Lots between of each miles. Other. Wow. So so it was. Um, I was. Uh, I heard her her roommate, I believe, mm-hmm. was um, her father and mother was dorm counselors at Texas College. Okay. She and her brother went to Prairie View because Prairie View to this day. From from an HBC perspective, have have uh, the best engineering degrees that you can get okay. in the United States. Uh, Prairie View A and M, and and so they both went there pursuing, and then they brought her home. She brought her home one weekend, and it so happened that uh, being a phys ed major and be having some experience, I was calling a college ball game from behind the plate. Okay. I, and and so she and her good friend and roommate walked up because they were home visiting, and then saw saw her saw me calling the game, and you know I had this 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 um strong voice yeah I and so uh, I ain't still it y'all I'm I'm I was animated with my calling because I, I enjoyed calling calling baseball, and it was on the collegiate level. And and so I was back there calling the game, and then her friend told me, I got somebody I want you to meet. Hmm. Unknowing of me, uh, that they were there watching uh, me call, and then and when, when she came to the fence and said, I want you to meet somebody, that's, that's how I, I really got in, in touch. I didn't meet her right then and there because they continued to have conversation. But what happened from there, Kay? Um, when 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 I looked at when we did meet and I looked in his in his face, I mean he had these he's he still has them these beautiful dimples. Yeah, the, um, the one thing I didn't get right. Challenge. Um, <laughs> and my my spirit my soul spoke to me, um, and I said to myself, God, is this the one? But then it scared me so because I'd never had one of those encounters. And so I just kind of like put on my spiritual sneakers and took off the opposite <laughs> way, you know. And I was just really cool, calm, and collected. We um, we we walked around the campus. Yeah, she she accused me of of um. I think you told me I, I told somebody you were my cousin or something. Well, what happened was oh, I was like this, you know. Part. I'm I'm walking the campus <laughs> with her now. Texas College again. Here we go campus. again with one of these things. We look small campus like Morris College. Right. And um, here we are again. Hear me. Shout out to all the HBCUs. Yeah. yeah. Hear me walking the campus with her. And uh, she thinks I'm nervous for walking the campus with her. Well, he again, did. Again. Again. <laughs> I did not have to walk the campus with her. Right. He I selected. I I, <laughs> I, I wanted that, to walk that. the campus <laughs> with her because she was pretty. Had these peach eyes. She was slender. Uh, very articulate. I mean, very pretty. And I said, you know, so, um, and then so she. I said, listen, you know, to keep you out of trouble. Right. 
I said, if any woman, you know, wants to know oh. who I am, you just tell them I'm your cousin. Yes. I said, because, you know, I'm just walking yes. the campus yes. with you. I'm just trying I'm to see. I'm just showing off my little campus. You yeah, know, and it, it was a very you. little yeah. campus compared to Prairie View. <laughs> yes, I mean, it was. You know, turn left, turn right, you're there, you know. But anyway, so, you know, I just wanted to get him. I wanted him to be comfortable with walking me around. And I didn't want, you know, I just didn't want. I didn't want any hassle from any chick, you know, because the guy was fine. I'm just saying, just, oh, okay. yeah. But you know, even back then, you know, we we had, we saw it, we knew it, but we didn't say it. But he was fine. He was, was is he is fine, you know. I you. And so he, I oh, was just checking out. Skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking him out. Yeah, but just you know, to keep him keep him from having any. Any chick from coming out wanting to carry on with me, just tell them I'm your cousin. <laughs> and that, that's kind of how it really started. And after that weekend, we kind of kept in contact with each other. I was going to graduate, I believe, um, that May, and that was early in the spring. And so I get a postcard from Oi, and I think I kept that until I, I don't know what I had to have to do. She sent me a card. Um, for graduation. Matter of fact, I thought I was going to see her, but, you know, because we just kind of talked back and forth. And it said Rome wasn't built in a day, mm. but it didn't take forever either. You know, oh. kind of thing. And Hold on, um, don't tell me I got game from yeah, both parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you been you holding know. out on me. I'm thinking all of this game I got came from daddy. Yeah, yeah. So, right. And when she sent me that card, I mean, I think I graduated and went home for the summer. Uh-huh. And when I went home for the summer, the college said, we've got a job for you in a little place called Ladonia, Texas. We want you there looking for a teacher and a coach and, and the whole works. And and we want you to go down there and interview you for that job. Uh, the closest place to it was uh, about 25 miles from Oklahoma border. And it was probably about 17, 20 miles from North Texas State, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so, um, and it was the 4th of July weekend, and I was going down there. I had a good friend of mine uh, was getting ready to drive out to San Diego, had a brand new Camaro, and uh, he was in the military, and he wanted me to drive his car back. He was, We were going to drive out there, and in the meantime, I would go by my interview, and, you know, we were going to swing by Houston, and I was going to surprise her. And so I called and I called and I and I finally got in touch with her, with the mother, the, the the number that she left me with. I finally got in touch with her. She said, "No, she's not here." So I missed out on her that summer. You know, this I thought was she was before she cell was phones. Right. Before cell phones. Come thought, on, y'all. I thought she was blowing me off gently. You know, after <laughs> I've driven all the way to Houston, Texas. Uh, surprise! Guess who got the surprise? You got surprise. I got surprise. Amen. And then she contacted me. Probably. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Probably two months later. <laughs> oh, my mom said that you came by. Oh, you called or something like that. You know. Mm. And because me and her mom always we always had a beautiful relationship. Always. You know, her uncle yeah. and all of them. My list is starting to make sense. Yeah. My list is starting, and and some of these things that y'all talk. This is my first time hearing about the mm -hmm. San Diego. Was that uh, Herman Hudson? Okay, yeah, Herman yeah. was in the military in the Marines, and he was going out there, and he wanted me to bring his car back. Okay, South Carolina. 
So let me ask this question. Now, things happen, college, school. Mm-hmm. Y'all had five of us. That's right. How that happened? <laughs> I don't know what happened. And, I mean, and, and it was five. The, it was the, five and ten years. I mean, yeah, yeah five right. and ten yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Well, he wanted eight. Okay, so I did. And some eight stuck in my mind because my dad had eight children. Right. I didn't think that was going to be a big liability to have eight children. My dad did perfectly fine with us, you know. Um, and so I thought it was. It was one of those things, the boys things, trying to trying to mimic what dad was doing, kind of thing, and uh, and and so you know, from from that perspective, that's that's where the number eight came from. I got you. Yeah, and you know, um, we didn't have a lot of sense back in the day. No, I, I had an aunt who had, I had an uncle who had fifteen, another uncle who had twelve, an aunt who had 14, you know, just a lot of people that came along, but I was raised an only child. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, no big deal. Um, but you came along, number five, and, and things changed because um, with the others, I could, I could move around and go on Natural about my birth. business, yeah. you know, and then I had to have a cesarean with you. And that did it for me. I was like, man, sign these papers. This is it. We're at the end of the road. Five is what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, it's all good. You know, but um, and again, our generation, we just, we knew we wanted some things. We were exposed to some things. Some of our um, um, examples were uh, older couples. Yeah, we hung around with older couples. Right. Um, All of our peers were could almost be it would be, it would be well big enough to be our uncles and aunts, and but most of them were ten years or better older than us, and we kind of watched them. Uh, actually, before we got married, um, I the Lord showed me how to buy a house. Okay, you know so. Um, and and so when when she came to South Carolina the first time, I'd already bought us a house. It wasn't like she had to come and see what now. Well, we ain't had that kind of money anyway, you know. So, but she trusted me, and I said, "Listen, I'm gonna buy us a house." You know, the neighborhood was good, and so we bought that little old house over on Sykes Street. Uh-huh. I bought it, and and when she got here, she was pleasantly pleased, you know. So I said, "Well, she trusts my judgment," you know. Um, so we, we started out a lot better than any of my siblings did from that perspective. But we were poor as Joe's turkey. What? And we were happy. Um, run that back for me. You were poor as what? We we were poor. P-O. We weren't even poor. We were poor. But we didn't know it. Poor as George's turkey. Job's turkey. Yeah. We we didn't know it. <laughs> I mean, you know, we we, we walked by faith and not by sight. We did not even knowing the word. We didn't know that word, yeah, but that's right. how we walked. Yeah, she was a she was a much stronger Christian than I was, even though I was brought up in church. Uh-huh. She was too. She was, uh, but but she was she she picked up on the word a lot quicker than I did. I was raised in Alpha Loop, 
where anything would now go. He says it. <laughs> anything goes, you right. know. There was lots of infidelity going on. Um, our idea of um, of a good weekend was the husband would get off on Friday afternoon, pick up his paycheck, and he would drink as much as he could drink, and he stayed drunk the whole weekend at the time to go back to work. That's Those right. are the kind of examples that I had when I was growing up. My dad didn't do it, right. and I had uncles that didn't do it, but everybody else did it around us. I thought that was the norm. You know, those kinds of things. And, and so we had a lot to overcome, but again, we wasn't yielding to our own understanding. You know, it was it it had to be God leading and guiding us. And we just started to learn what the word really meant. In other words, we just I just I just gotten saved. She I mean, I, again, I was in church all my life up to that point and I and I was not saved. You know, and when I saw her faith, you know, when she started teaching me and telling me different things, then I started jumping into it and reading the word. And we had another partner, my best man, matter of fact. Scrap. We were all, yes, scrap. Lord mercy. We were reading the word together. And we would have our little Bible study after the Bible study. And we were having a good time. And then that's when things started working for us. Like she said, we would we would get, I would get paid on a Thursday, and the last piece of meat in the freezer to feed my family uh, would have been Thursday, would have been Wednesday night. If I got paid on a Thursday for us to go buy food to last for the next fifteen days, until you got paid again, until I got paid again, and it always ended up like that, you know. But God sustained us. And, I mean, we didn't panic because whatever we had, that's what we had. Uh, you all thought it was exciting to have breakfast at night. Yeah. You know, if we had bacon and eggs and grits, that's what we ate. And, you know, we were happy. We made it a, 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 a big pleasure to have something like that. And it was refreshing because it was, a, it was, it was different. And she always made it. And, you know, once, once I taught her how to cook, oh. she always made it. <laughs> Huh. Exciting. We we gonna talk about yeah. that, Mama? Yeah. No, we're not gonna talk about him teaching me how to cook. Uh, but I did I did not know how to cook. Yes. My mom it came uh, from an excellent cook. Yeah, my mom, but my mom only allowed me to wash dishes. I mean that 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 uh, that's that was my role. So you see but the my, day why we. But my sister in law oh could cook, and when my yeah. mom met her. She told me in front of her, you need to hang with her because she can cook. I mean, I couldn't boil water. But um, but we did we did well. I mean, the things that I messed up, I messed up, and, you know, we started over or whatever. Well, one of the things that, um, like I said, we, we walked by faith and not by sight, um, Kelvin. We, um, he hates this story, but it's necessary. It's necessary because um, we, before taxes, uh -huh. WJ's salary was $7,200. What? $200 more than we should have had in order for our children to go to Head Start. $7,200 a year. And at that time, we had a family of three. Mm -hmm. 
hold on, hold up. Seven thousand two hundred dollars. That was my first that was yearly. A, yeah, yeah. I was a juvenile probation officer, mm-hmm. and that was a state job, and they paid me seventy two hundred dollars a year. That's what they paid me, and out of that seventy two hundred dollars, I had a wife, a car, a house that I was buying. Amen, and yeah. children, that we were raising. Yeah, I must say to those who are listening, we could have never had one child. We had twins. The first ones were twins. Yeah, the first were twins. Yeah, so, and then then another one. But um, I remember one day, um, I just, you know, went outside and I said, honey, I need $5. Mine, we were both college educated, too. Right, right. Um, And uh, what he wanted was for me to be a stay-home mom. Something I didn't know anything about, but when my mother came to visit, there were things that she um, taught me to put in place because she was just so excited that he didn't want me to work. I struggled with the idea within within myself because I'd never seen that before. It was my mom always worked, right. you know, and so. But I, she taught me how to make sure that the house was clean, which was not a problem. She taught me to make sure that the food was cooked and there were different little things she taught me and I watched Marie. So we had dinner, you know, I don't know how tasty it was, but you know, that was done. She taught me to make sure that um, his plate was fixed and all of those things that was different because I didn't have a dad in the home. He left us when I was nine, but I, you know, I I did what she taught me. She taught me how to, she said, listen, I don't want you to nag him. He's a good man. Amen. He's a good man. And uh, don't nag him. Now, when she said that to me, I did. I read years later in Proverbs where it says it is better for a man to be Jesus. on top of a roof, you know. Um, on the edge of the roof. On the edge mm-hmm. of the roof. Living on the edge of the roof. Yeah. Than you in know, the house with a quarrelsome woman. Exactly. And so... Um, that's what, um, you know, <laughs> those are some, some of the things before she died. Those are things she taught me, you know. So so this particular day, I said to him, honey, I need $5. And WJ said, baby, what do you need with $5? And it was like that, I can't remember that cartoon, you know, where you go, um, where um what's his name um scooby right goes you know <laughs> yeah, yeah that that right there that's what that, sound effect too so yeah. we're gonna add that part there yeah that that went into my <laughs> that went into my spirit you know oh my god um he needs help and i have an education i'm a certified educator for the state of of uh, texas this man needs help. He needs help. You know, that's what I was saying in my spirit because he asked me, why did I need $5? You know, and I, you know, I told him I needed it for <coughs> personal, you know, items. And, um, and he, um, he gave it to me, you know, but I started looking for a job and uh, bottom line, the, I mean, I worked at a, at a hospital in collections for a short period of time. Uh, what did I learn from that job? How um, hurtful it could be to call people and ask them to pay a bill. So I learned um, a lot of compassion 
I, I, I didn't like the job because some folks would cry because they were behind in their medical bills. And then I got a job as a, um, well, they called them like a girl Friday. I, I did bills and and invoices and um, the office work, mm-hmm. you know, um, and a few commercials and for a, for a radio station, you know. So I was there for almost a year. And then um, adversity attacked. The Fly Made episode, I heard them buzzing. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Yeah. I, I, um, adver- you know, and, and a lot of times people think that when things, bad things happen or things that are uncomfortable happen, it's, you know, it's personal. It wasn't. It was for God to get me where I needed to be. And this guy was laughing because I was making minimum wages at this radio station. And he was reminding me that the little girl um, that didn't look like us was making the same thing as she was a, a high school graduate. Y'all are teaching me how to be so PC correct right yeah, now. Yeah. And, and I'm taking these lessons in. Yeah. Yeah, but carry yeah. on. So I said um, to myself, I got to get out of here. I have a college education. And he's absolutely right. I cannot stay in this, this 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 station. And so I started looking for a job in December. And uh, my husband was saying, WJ said, Kay, you know what, you, you, you're not gonna get a teaching job this time of the year. You best try to look for a job somewhere around um, March, April, you know, for the next year. But I was determined. I, I had I was fire in me. I was ready to go, you know, because I didn't like the way this man was carrying on. And um, and I needed to do something better. I needed to do something better with my life. So I stepped out on faith. And long story short, I got a teaching job in January of 1978. Am I dating myself? I sure am. And um, right. 45 years of marriage. Hey, you know, and then. Get some. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> the next the next month I had to take this test, this test. My, my future was contingent upon passing this test. Back then it was called the National Teacher's Exam. I took the test, I passed the test, and the rest is history. So I became an educator, I became a teacher, you know, and you know, all that worked for a good while, but then WJ always wanted to take care of us, and I always wanted him to. I wanted to be with a man who had a vision, you know, and so his cousin, had been unbeknown to me, had been telling him, you need to come down to Goose Creek with me to Alumax and make you some money for your family. And um, by the time I was aware of that conversation we were on, we had number four. We had child number four. and um, The biggest of the bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, had, we had him. And so his, his cousin took the, um, took the, um, um, opportunity to um, tell me about the job and I talked to WJ I said WJ you know he's a college grad too and he says you know industry may be the place to be and we were so po <laughs> again that his cousin had to what buy your shoes buy the work shoes buy, buy everything for him and that's when they would stay down there a while but in in one paycheck, he was already making three times more than he was making here. 
And so, you know, but we were, we were a, we were a team. $7,200. Yeah. Yeah. We were a team. And no um, bonuses, no overtime, just a straight salary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, nothing else. Mm. Right. Right. Oh, I forgot. We forgot to mention, well, WJ, after that 7200 then he he really became in big time in Clarendon yeah. County. He was the recreation director for a whopping, what? $16,000. Mm. Yeah. And I was making, I was beginning to make a little bit more than that teaching. Yeah. And so. And that was 16 hours a day. Right. And so his. Seven days a week. Oh, and so Robert. the man, the man in him who wants, who wanted to take care of his family, the county owe you back pay, <laughs> a lot of it, and they didn't want him to leave. Oh, WG not leaving, you know. But anyway, so you know, God, God moved him, and our lives changed, right. you know. Um, but I, I learned, I learned how to be a promoter. Uh, uh, of him without losing myself. And I had my own stuff, you know, going um, as a teacher. I was very involved. Um, my kids, of course, they were with me most of the time. But, you know, I did extracurricular cheerleading. Back then they called them advisors. Now they're coaches, uh -huh. you know. Um, but I, I did that and I, pageants and, oh, you know, uh, FBLA uh advisor on the local then district then state level i had you know district winners state was just fun fun things you know so we you know we we had a life it wasn't it wasn't where he couldn't be him he we, he played um was it softball, softball. yeah, yeah that, that was a family outing for, for us to, to go yeah. to greenfield you know we just had a lot of fun um can't remember the dude who had the jerry curl. yeah we had a lot of fun and and so now i mean i didn't know anything about me time right i had hobbies because my mama taught me that an idle mind is a devil's workshop biblical um and now you have you know um my it thing was you our life I yeah mean, when we started having children, we a lot of support because at that time my mother had died when I was seven years old. Okay. I was raised by aunts, you know, and everybody had their own family. And um, we were kind of in a little lumbo there where if she wasn't taking care of the kids, I was taking care of the kids. Or we we had a, we had paid sitters and that kind of stuff, okay. you know. But um, we started focusing on making sure you all you know, had the opportunities you needed in order to grow and to go. And so that that was that was that was that was interesting um itself. But she was she was and still is very smart. Kay is and um So is he. And um very, very creative. I mean we figure out ways to get things done and we don't lean down on understanding. Mm -hmm. We pray a lot about a lot, you know, and so that's the way we 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 have made it through prayer, and we made it through trusting each other and loving each other, and not going to bed. You know, folks say when I grew up, my dad would say, "Never go to bed angry with your spouse," and we try our best not to do that. I mean, I can count them on one hand in forty-five years. That we we've gone to bed without talking to each other and saying, "I messed up. I'm sorry," you know, or something of that nature. My dad got six fingers on his left hand. 
It's not true. It's not it true. Just, just for this story, I'm saying he got six figures on one hand. But <laughs> yeah, but I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. We. What do you remember, Kelvin, about us and well, arguing? This is the one thing that I've always appreciated, um, and I've even practiced this in relationships with women I've dated with children. Mm-hmm. If we had disagreements, we don't have disagreements in front of the children. Nope. No, so it's well when y'all locked y'all's door. I didn't know what was going on. Jr. and I were very imaginative, <coughs> and in us being imaginative, we never thought it was disagreements that was going on. <coughs> we um, we always thought the um, the managed thing. Um, yeah. However, we've never seen you all argue. Well, I haven't yeah. seen you all argue, um, and it goes to the point that Mom made earlier. Um, when adults are handling adults' business, mm-hmm. that's adult stuff that mm-hmm. we didn't have anything to do with. Those nuances, those parts of y'all's relationships, right? So I don't remember seeing any arguments. Nope, at all. We that's that's what we pride ourselves in from the very beginning. You know, if there's gonna be tension to be between us, not between the family, right? And it's even been things said. Um, which I know it was never contemplated, but everything said that because you know I grew up with friends who we saw come from broken homes, mm-hmm. and it was if anything happens between your dad and I, that ain't got nothing to do with y'all. Mm-hmm. And I said, huh? Because you know I'm a pick side. No, mm-hmm. that ain't got nothing to do with y'all. Y'all children stay in a child's place. Right. The love that we have for y'all doesn't have anything to do with our disagreements that we may have with each other. Right, right. And you all wouldn't know anyway. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. So let me ask let me ask this question. This um two questions and I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of y'all's hair. Um how did you all develop seeing the vision in each other and being able to continue to support each other while pushing yourself forward to it?